Welcome to Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary Podcast. This is your host, Scotty B. And this week, and in this episode, we're talking all about procrastination. Of course, first, I'd just like to say, which I haven't before in any of the other episodes, is if you are looking for a shout-out, have questions about the show, or anything in between, please feel free to send a message to scottyb at hocspodcast.com. Again, that's scottyb at hocspodcast.com. Or you can send me a DM at scottybthebrand on Instagram. Or you can find me on Vero and message me there at scottybofficial. And now, on with the show. So this week, we are talking about procrastination in cosplay. So why would I bother talking about this or talking about con crunches or any of those more sensitive subjects, which really just boils down to how people like to structure their time and what they do around conventions. It's very curious to me because a lot of people do find that there's a lot of stress about cons and there's a lot of stress about getting everything ready right before a convention. So they're staying up late every night the week before and trying to get everything ready and you experience it right before, but there's this long period of time between when you actually go to the convention and when you actually find out about the convention where you do almost nothing, and all of us are kind of guilty of that, where there's really, there's like, well, I guess I'm going to be going to this one, and I don't know, maybe I'll bring my old costume from the last New York Comic Con. You know, there's, there's just a lot of thought, there's a thought process that goes around it, but it sounds like there's really a lot of procrastination. So why not talk about that and talk about why that happens? Or is it really that creatives work better under pressure? Do we find that there's just more creative creativity available when we're working at everything all at once? So you just, you sit down When you know you've got to do something and you have a deadline and you get it all done right away and you put all the detail in and there it is. Also, is it really what works best for the individual? Oftentimes, there just isn't any more time for a person to do any of these things because we all have busy lives and ultimately this is a hobby for many of us. It isn't something that we do full-time it isn't something that brings in a ton of income so not only do we have to wait for the funds to be available but we also have to wait for there to be time in our lives to do any of this stuff and that usually comes right before the convention maybe we're taking extra days off to do this or maybe we're going to many conventions so every week is a con crunch it is possibly the best or most effective way to do it So I just wanted to explore that and see if that it really is the case or if that is really just a personal opinion or probably or possibly just a way that everyone stereotypes conventions and cosplayers. As much as we all want to circulate through cons all year round and go to a convention as many times as we can and experience a fandom as much as possible, it's very expensive. It takes a lot of work that can cause a lot of stress. How you prepare for that can be very important. Many people don't, they just wing it or they don't care. But for the people who are serious and people who really do want to at least present the character in a fashion that they feel both represents it for them and represents the character overall and also displays their level of creative sentiment or their level of skill and ability, and their ability to make costumes and 
create the characters, there may be ways to prevent some of that stress from happening. And I can cite two separate examples, or at least two different places that I've seen it myself. Generally speaking, when you are an athlete or when you are in theater, those are the two places that I have seen it the most as far as being able to prepare for something well in advance and not get to the moment of and be able to actually produce. For example, if you are training for a Spartan race, and I do not expect that everyone here would would have or will be training for a Spartan race. There might be some of you who do. That's great. Um, I trained for one for a while and I injured myself training. So that also tells you if you go too hard, too fast, you will end up getting hurt long before you ever get to the event. I think that can happen with con goers and cosplayers where you work too hard the week before, two weeks before, you put too many hours in, you end up getting sick or you end up hurting yourself or you have a conflict anyways and you end up not being able to go. To prevent that, I can look at theater and I can look at training for something like that, some sort of an endurance event because the overall preparation starts both inside of your head and also well in advance of the event. So if you are training for a Spartan event, you've looked it up, you've probably booked your tickets, you have started thinking about training. So training and nutrition was something that I just talked about. Uh, There should be a podcast that you can download and check out for the basics on training and the basics on nutrition. Feel free to listen to those Go back and check them out for what I'm talking about now, getting that dialed in, being able to push yourself through an event, whether it's an obstacle race or whether it's just doing an endurance run or like a marathon run, uh, there has to be a setup and a cadence to that. You don't just get up one morning and decide you're going to run 26 miles. You have to work up to it and generally working up to it in a very careful organized way so that your body can actually do it. I mean, there are a lot of things that you have to get used to when you do something like that. So in a general sense, being consistent and showing up. So if you're training for a Spartan race, you have to get into a program where you're going to be prepared for that and you're going to do the things that will prepare you for that. So if it's all about grip and it's all about being able to run three to five miles in terrain, guess what you have to train doing? You have to run in terrain for three to five miles at least once or twice a week so that you can get the feel for that. And even longer in some cases, if you do one day where it's like longer than three miles or longer than five miles, let's say you do one six or seven mile run every week, that also helps you because then when you get to the three miles, it's like not too big of a deal. But you don't just do that overnight. You have to train and train and train. So it takes months to get to that point. So cosplay isn't something that you have to train for for months. But if you know that there's something coming six months down the road and say, oh, well, I want to go to this convention, uh, you know, San Diego Comic-Con, and we know when it is already next year, or New York Comic-Con, we know when it is already next year. So let's plan on being there. So what am I going to do? So just like an athlete and how they go about setting up a schedule or saying, okay, here are the days that I'm going to do this. You're going to have to set aside time. And if you do, you're not going to get to that crunch at the end of the six weeks or the end of the six months or whatever the case is. You're going to say, well, I'm going to spend this much time on this part of my cosplay every day. You know, I'm going to spend an hour when I get home or I'm going to spend two hours every night. It's uh, what is often referred to as the time between 
7 p.m. and 11 p.m., that's when you get your work done. Whether you get paid for that or not, well, that's not something that I can control. Generally, the time where you're going to see the results and what you do with that, whether it's creating content for your your social media feeds or whether it's creating content for your podcast or your YouTube channel or your website or just creating, getting down, getting better at foaming, getting better at props, getting better at makeup. And maybe that causes more stress for you. I'm not sure. Whatever ends up working best is what you should try to do. So for me, this is something that works best. I like to try and prepare in advance. It causes a little bit less stress. Some things you can't, but I would I would rather have to adapt to what's going on and be prepared for that versus not knowing and then not just having to try and create everything on the fly but then also having to prepare for all of the worst case scenarios that are going to come up in the last two weeks before I get to an event. That's one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it is from a theater perspective. So if you've been in live theater, it is relatively intense. Uh, You do have to be on and remember a lot of things that you're doing in the moment. There's a lot of focus. Uh, You have to recall quite a bit of uh, things, either mnemonically or in other ways, though that isn't for everybody and it's not easy, but it does train you on how to be prepared for something actually in a shorter amount of time. So with any show that you might be doing, you may not actually be 100% ready to go right away. And what I mean by that is uh, there's only so much that you can do before you get to, you know, two to three weeks before where you're going through dress rehearsals and you're going through tech rehearsals and you have everything in place and where you know the props are and where you know things are supposed to be. If you are truly into something, so cosplay, theater, being a fitness model, whatever the case is, you will find ways to prepare for it. And I have. So when I was auditioning once upon a time, I knew about the audition a year in advance, which was helpful. So being an amateur uh, in theater, I was completely green and I knew that I would need a long runway in order to prepare myself for what I was going to be doing and be able to nail an audition and be able to actually get through all of the things that everybody else had kind of taken for granted at that point. I had to get a hold of a script, which wasn't too terribly difficult. I think Amazon is out there and sometimes you can find them. Depends on how old the show is and depends on how circulated it is, but generally you can find a script for whatever you might be doing if it's mainstream. So I went out and got the script right away. Or if you're on a more professional level, sometimes you'll just be mailed the script by the by the director or by the producer, whomever, and you'll have all sorts of time to look it over before you actually get to the audition. But in my case, that wasn't happening. I usually just go out and get the script myself. For the most part, I would know which version to get. So that's part of the part of the preparation, you know, that was, um, you know, what was I, what was the look going to be? What was I going to be expected to do? I kind of read the book first to find out what it was, what character I wanted to look at auditioning for and see if really there was even a character that I would fit. But this all started a year ahead of time, just like cosplayers and perhaps their TikToks or perhaps their 
Snapchats or their tweets or anything like that. Like this can all be structured and it can all be programmed. Like it doesn't have to be, and you know, sometimes in the moment's great, but other times it's nice to have a longer run of things that are ready to go. Especially if you are getting ready for a con, like if you have to get ready for a con and then, you know, try and post to like four or five different places and go to work and, you know, kids, family, obligations, there's all this stuff that goes on and then you get to the con and we're like just completely overwhelmed knowing all the things that have to go into that. There's all this hair and makeup and you have to be presentable for people and you have to portray the character in a certain way. Like there's just... There's so much, and there's a lot of unknowns. You don't know how people are going to react. You don't know how many people are going to be there, if you're going to run into people that you know, or that you you don't know if you're going to be approached by people that you don't. You just don't know what will happen exactly. You have a good idea. So just like theater, it's always great to have a good idea of what's going to happen. Know, Know the script well in advance of the audition, but it also helps you because pretty much that's going to be the show for you to do so the the director isn't going to screw things up so much unless of course it's the justice league that you won't even recognize it anymore that's probably not going to happen so for the most part being prepared preparation most important thing in everything that i do there's also another component to that the other component is that with cosplay it is a skill that i'm trying to build so the first thing that i do isn't going to necessarily be the best thing that i do and i think that's true with the podcast when I started doing the podcast, it was probably awful. It might, you know, there's still a long way to go before it actually gets to some sort of great million download, whatever the case is. Uh, not terribly important to me. Uh, what's important is that I share a safe, sta- a safe space for cosplayers and that I offer that to them and that it is about them and their story. And we explore topics that will hopefully be helpful to the cosplayer and to you as the listener, and that's really where the value is. So when you are looking at all of this, I guess one other thing that I'd like to mention about theater and how it ties into getting ready for cosplay or getting ready for a convention um, is uh, something that I have come to know as pre-beat. So when you are acting... There is a moment in time before you come on stage where you kind of try and clear your head and you try and get into a different space. And that is, as far as I know, called pre-beat. And pre-beat is something that I have used before as a lead in shows. And I found that it's very helpful, especially when you are trying to clear out your head and get focused on the present So that is a very important thing about cosplay is it's really hard to do if you are not present at the event or if you are not present with the people around you. If you are in your phone and you are all over the place, it can be very difficult to concentrate and focus on what you are doing for that event. And it can be very distracting and it can be distracting to the people who are at the event who have come there for you. So you have to be focused and mindful of the present and what you're there for and who you are interacting with at that convention and put the other things kind of on the shelf, so to speak, for the time being. Because if you are on stage and you get distracted, that's it. You blow the show. So you can't get distracted. You have to kind of leave all of that on a shelf before you get on. So you have to think about getting on, what you're doing, and exiting. 
and that's that's as hard as I ever made for myself. That is as much as I ever really thought it through in terms of just, you know, that there was a beginning, a middle, and an end. The middle was probably a lot <laughs> of detail, but again, if you overthink things, it tends to get a little too overwhelming. If you try and concentrate on the wrong things, it gets a little too overwhelming that you just have to be in the moment and in flow. And not only does that help you, but it helps all of the people that you are working with and around at or in that show. So just like a convention, if you're working in and around other cosplayers, if you're in the moment, they're in the moment, and you can share that with each other, then it becomes much easier for both of you. So there's no tension and it's not awkward. So it's much more enjoyable. And all of this ties back around to not being stressed out about how you're presenting yourself at that convention and that the fandom can be planned or doesn't have to be rushed. So how you go about that for yourself, I mean, really, you do you. Whatever works best for you is what you should do. But what I'm telling you is that gauging that stress or managing that stress and generally the more options that you have and the more that you do it, in terms of a con, the less stress there's going to be. So the more you, you get prepared as you go. So you, you learn by doing, just like anything else. So the more conventions that you go to, the more that you post, the more that you produce stories and content, the more you do, the better you're going to get as time goes on. The less stress it will cause as time goes on. So just like the first lead in a musical is usually the hardest, maybe the second one gets a little easier. And after that, it just becomes more of a routine. You kind of know what to expect it gets easier. You can plan a lot better. You know, there's still variables, but you can just like a race. Once you've done one, you kind of know what to expect. And, you know, you might try different things. There might be different challenges, different scenarios, but you have more recollection. You can look back and say, oh, I've done this before. So I kind of know what's going to happen. I know what to expect. I know how to plan for it. Cosplay isn't a marathon. It isn't really a stage. There is a level of creativity that goes into it and why rush that? Enjoy the fandom. Enjoy the cosplay. This is Scotty B. Thanks so much for listening.